envision three female attorneys coming together to have our voices heard. Each of us would have different opinions, different passions, different backgrounds, and different views. Although we are different and unique, we are able to come together to discuss our experiences navigating through the legal profession and this thing called life. Now, the vision has come alive, and we invite you each and every week to listen to us as we talk about what's trending in the news and our legal insights, tackle real-life issues that affect not only us as attorneys, but us as women of color. Disclaimer, this podcast is intended to provide entertainment and general information. The information provided and the views given are not intended to constitute legal advice and should not be relied upon as legal representation. All views expressed on this podcast are our own and do not represent the opinions of any entity whatsoever we are affiliated with now or will be affiliated with in the future. The episode of No Further Questions is to all three of us have been together. Because last month... Well, January and February for me was a little rough. So, but I am glad to be back. Um, how's everybody doing this morning? How I'm you be? good. Good. I am good. As the old people used to say, blessed and, and highly favored in the Lord. You blessed took it back, Toria. You <laughs> took it all the way back, chair. Well, let me reintroduce myself for those that are um, tuning in for the first time to our No Further Questions. This is, um, my name is Brandy. Sam, let the people know who you are. I'm Sam Frazier. I'm here today and I'm ready to talk Black history facts. And T. Hutch, let the people And I round up the rear. I'm Taria and I'm here just to add in and chime in when needed. <laughs> she's our and resident give us some looks give us some right i'm about to say she's our resident model because this space is a beat honey right oh, thank you god bless y'all because it was only five minutes i woke up late giving us a good new lip chat i know wait a minute flip the hair real quick you got to flip the hair there we go see yeah. see yeah y'all looking for a model collar <laughs> this is walgreens people this is walgreens Oh, now you green. Oh, oh, don't don't tell them because we're not sponsored. Don't tell them who. Right. But if Walgreens, if you go to Walgreens and try to, you know, do a screenshot and try to place the color. Correct. And go tell Walgreens and gave them a shout out so we can get their sponsorship money. Right. (laughs) Well, okay. So we're in the month of March. However, Texas has went through a lot when this episode was supposed to come on about about Black history. Um, We don't. Huh? We're going through in Texas. We in bar- we're in an embarrassing state right now. You but, know, um, we last went through- state to end slavery, and I feel <laughs> like we're going to be the last state to get rid of the coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> we like to Then be we'll be able to have a holiday. We'll get some barbecue out of it. It'll be in the Correct. museum. We will turn it around. Correct. We're going to be in the Smithsonian. Mm-hmm. Correct. Uh-huh. We're going to be in the Smithsonian. That's what we can say out of this. Um, so we're going to talk about Black history and the history of Black history. So before we get started to get in, what do y'all think Black history is? Like, what is your own personal definition of Black history? Because like for me, Black history is my history. Like, it's my history. It's my ancestors' history. It's everybody who's Black. That's history. So I will say this, I think that for me, Black history is taking the extra effort to acknowledge um, 
how African-Americans have contributed to American culture. But I will say the one thing that annoys me is that why is it like a designation for Black history and why, why isn't it just taught year round? Like we all know who Christopher Columbus is, right? We all learn about George Washington. So why can't we just learn about George Washington and Frederick Douglass? Why do, why do we only have to just put it right. in Right, right. Taria, put a pin in there because we're going to go back to that. Um, I would say it's to make us not forget our past. Because I think a lot of times our past is so violent and um, so much trauma is there that a lot of the younger people that are coming up just want to forget, right? And there's other races that want us to forget and say it's been a long time ago. But if you forget, then how can you really appreciate where you are? So I think that's, to me, why Black history is still so important. So we can learn about the people we're not sure of. There's more than just Rosa Parks, MLK, Frederick Douglass, Malcolm X, and the Black Panthers. There's way more than that. So giving everybody an opportunity to learn more about that, and even us as people, you know. And let me just say this, is that even now, as an adult, I've learned so much about the Black Panther Party and the way that it was portrayed to you as a kid mm-hmm. is not, it was so much more. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it, it was, it's painted as like this militia, right? And this negative connotation, but the Black Panther Party had their own schools. They were about, they really more were about unity right Mm -hmm. against oppressed groups not just black people yeah because they brought a lot of oppressed oppressed groups together they fought you know racial injustice for the hispanics yeah it's like they gave them an eye opener to see you know what we can all come together we don't have to fight each other and you know they put food into the community like you know they would have free lunch programs they would have you know um activities for the children so i agree with you black panther growing up made it seem like they was killing cops <laughs> Correct. Right. Like, like yeah. down with the pigs, you know. It's like and there were people that were like that because my mom made a conscious effort when I was growing up to teach me to say the police. I couldn't even say cops as a kid because my mom was like, "That's disrespectful to law enforcement." So I always had to say police officers. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're taught that it was this radical group that was like down with the pigs and you know was very violent and there were people who were like that but they did so much for the community and i think that a lot of that that gets overshadowed like have y'all seen the movie judas and the black messiah yet girl yes did y'all know about him i will be honest i had no clue who he was i had no idea and I want to watch it again because it was so mm-hmm. deep. I feel like I missed mm-hmm. a lot of stuff. I, I need like, to go back and watch it again. Same. It was, I knew who he was. I didn't know who he was, but I didn't know the his import that importance of his role because I knew it was Huey P. Newton and I knew it was Fred Hampton. I also didn't realize Fred Hampton was that young because they assassinated him at the age of twenty one. Yeah, that was shocking to me. And then I had a conversation with people, and it's like it's sad how black people. We can turn on each other so much for our own selfishness. Correct. And we look at the white man as a mentor. Because you heard in an interview, he said he looked at the FBI guy as that was his mentor. 
he but i don't i feel like that was that wasn't quite honest he wanted to get out for his own self-serving interest he was going well, yeah. to prison and he sold his soul um well but, but he was young as well and i think yeah. you know um, he was younger yeah he was like 18 or something yeah there are things that and i know people aren't going to want to hear this but being grown at 18 and being grown at 25 or 28 yeah. or 30 are two totally different things, mm -hmm. right? So the things and decisions that you made as an 18 year old, you probably wouldn't make, I hope you wouldn't make those same decisions at 28, or at least, you know, think some more before you make them. But I think from the Fred Hampton side, it made me pause and say, have I done enough at the age of 21 where I put such a impact and mark on society that someone was willing to take my life at 21? And my answer is no, I wasn't doing anything. Nobody was, nobody was checking for me. Right. Right. I should take Tariya out. Maybe, so my, maybe like one of my ex-boyfriends or something. Yeah. He maybe. wasn't like on the same scale. Maybe that, because I was, was you know, <laughs> maybe a few bitter booze, but nothing. <laughs> Not, Not the FBI. FBI. I wasn't. I wasn't even mature enough to even process that. Like, I don't think at eighteen I would be down with the movement. You know, I'd be focused on something completely different. You know, um, but I just these young people were so insightful and so passionate, and um, I think it's so sad that in our own community. Um, whether we want to acknowledge it or not, most of our leaders have been taken down because of informants mm -hmm. within our own program. Um, even Martin Luther King, mm -hmm. assassination, because you have to ask yourself, how do you know he was at that hotel? Malcolm X, did y'all watch One Night in Miami? I did. Um, see, One Night in Miami, now it makes sense why Malcolm X is always paranoid. Because I, I loved it. I thought it was a. I'm also a Virginia King fan, but I loved it. That was an excellent um, movie to really look at the individual men because yeah. we know all of them. Mm -hmm. You know, as Malcolm X, I've always thought of him as just the the militant one, the loud one, the one that yeah. was just always going against. But to see something portrayed from the human side of things and the fact that he probably was. You know, always looking over his shoulder, and you just can't trust anybody, knowing that you're not going to be able to see all this hard work that you're doing. Right? You're never going to get there. <laughs> and that's sad. Even Megger Evers. You know, we really never. They teach a little bit about him. You know, in the books, he was also, you know, a civil rights act activist shot down in his home in Mississippi. You know, we never got to see the full um, extent of what these the greatness of our um, our black men, black women could have done because our leaders are gone. They shot and killed informants. And you know, I'm super looking at our running the show and realize that as we have this conversation, we ain't been on topic. <laughs> well, we have, you know, it, I mean, <laughs> it's an organic conversation. Exactly. This is and not that's why I love, like, I love our conversations because it's like, oh, yeah, we talking about black history, but girl, did you see black? Judas and the Black I have to watch the One Night in Miami. I did not. You know, I will say when it comes to stuff like this, I have to be in the right frame of mind because I still have to go out into the world. Um, and so 
I don't, I have to really be in the right frame of mind to watch some of these um, films and things because you see. Well, one night, in my, one night in Miami is really, so the thing about it is it's a little bit more, like for a better word, lighthearted. Because mm-hmm. it is more about the relationships with all them together. So okay. it's it definitely has some teachable moments. It definitely brings you more insight into their personality than what you knew before. Um, like with Sam Cooke and um Jim Brown. Was it Jim Brown? They were protecting mm-hmm. see, it brought more to me learning about Sam Cooke and Jim Brown. Right. Like I know who they were. Like I knew I've heard of Sam Cooke, of course, you know, he was a musician, but just to seeing him seeing him portray. Oh, okay, you know, it was a little bit more. Jim Brown, even more. Like, I didn't really realize um, from football player, you know, how passionate he was about acting. Because it seems like to him, that was really a thing for him. He really wanted to act more. So it's not like, you know, Judas and the Messiah, where you do got to be in your right frame of mind. Right. (laughs) (laughs) But One Night in Miami is more like, you know, just the history behind each of the men. And then have their their relationships together. So yeah. But I wish I wish when we have films like this that non-black people would take the time to watch as well. I mean, because we're learning, we're being insightful. But so many people want to tell us to forget our history, or that's old news. You don't even know, <laughs> like. I had some some white colleagues who didn't know who Harriet Tubman was, but they want to talk about where, well, slavery was 400 years ago. Well, you don't even know who Harriet Tubman is. So how do you know when slavery? <laughs> like, <laughs> tell me, tell me, you know, um, so you know, I, I just, no, go ahead. So going back to subject on Black History Month, I wonder is Black History Month for us? Or is it to educate non-Black people? Or I mean, I know that it's for everyone, but you see, especially this year, all the companies were, we're in this together. We are one voice, the Black voice. You know, like you you go order Uber Eats, support Black business. You know, you go to Amazon, here are all the, the Black uh, books and, and movies that you can watch. You know, everything is... Black, 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 black. But I wonder, is it for us to feel included? Or is it to educate those that are non-black to participate? Or is it kind of a mix of both? So I actually, and I don't know if I'm in a minority on this, I loved what just happened this last month. Mm -hmm. Um, I love the discounts Uber Eats gave. I love that Target made it a point to really showcase um, black businesses and Amazon as well. I love the commercials. I loved the Super Bowl um, and how mm-hmm. they really brought in um, different artists to come in during the Super Bowl. If this would have happened at the creation of Black History Month, we wouldn't need it now. And that's the problem. It's one of those things, why do we have Black History Month? We have Black History Month because no one wants to acknowledge the the creators who were not white the non-white creators right um if they're acknowledged if we are created equal and still acknowledging that we're all different but there is some equality there and they're still if just because i'm not white does not mean that i'm slower that does not mean i'm less than you wouldn't need to do this stuff now and so until we get it right then yeah let's keep the month going until we can do it right 
then we need the commercials. Until we can do it right, then Target needs to put up a whole section to showcase Black companies. And anybody that has problems with that, go to a different business because we're not going anywhere. I, I think that's where the problem do, comes in. But why does it have to be just for Black History Month? And then also with these companies, I, I agree with you, Taria, that I think it's great to showcase. But then also, are you making spaces, actual spaces and rooms in your corporation and in your business for African-Americans? Because we've seen like you guys going back to films. Did y'all watch Malcolm and Marie? Uh-uh, not yet. I want to, though. So I, I started before, watching so I watch it. <laughs> I was watching it and I was like, so... I was watching it and I put on Twitter, I was like, this can't be real because why she just haven't um, sewn him into the sheets and poured hot, poured hot grits on him yet. And then one somebody else on Twitter was like, because a white creator, I mean, a, a white writer wrote this. And I don't have a problem with white writers, but what I'm getting from this is that a lot of our stories are being told by non-black people <laughs> um in in a lot of our films and it's like guys you you can't be inclusive whilst not being inclusive you know what i'm saying like you can't write our stories tell our histories and then not include us in the process see i think with that movie because i was reading some reviews about it like um the movie critics and mm -hmm. I don't think he was necessarily just trying to tell. It's not our story. You know, mm -hmm. it was one of the writers or directors. He was, um, he's angry or something at Hollywood. So mm -hmm. it was basically kind of more so about the person who directed or wrote it. It was more about him and his anger. And then it's like, oh, well, let me get um, John, what's the first name? Denzel's son is right. the because <laughs> they're good actors and let's just put it together. So we can look at it like, because I mean, I've heard that it's just basically toxic and you can't get through it. So a lot of things can come and portray out of that. Like, are you trying to say black love is toxic? You know, that can be misconstrued. But when I was reading it, it was more so but, about. But the, you can't, you can't disassociate. If you're going to have a black male mm -hmm. writer and tell that story even though you're a white male and I understand that you may have just picked him because he's a good actor, right. you can't disassociate the black male experience because exactly. in real life, his experience is always going to have the undercurrent of being a black man on top of how hard it is to be a mm -hmm. writer in Hollywood. And so you can't just say, well, I was just writing about a, a man who is struggling in Hollywood because that uh, the undercurrent is always going to be you're writing about a black man who is struggling because when he auditions or when he submits scripts or when he's trying to get on that is always going to be something that is going to be looked at you can't take that out of you know it, it would be like if someone wrote a a story about being a, a lawyer. I was just writing about being being a lawyer. Well, and, and I just thought that it would be cool to write a story about how hard it is to be right. a lawyer. Well, if you're talking about a woman, you can't take that out because we're treated differently in the legal community. If you're talking about black lawyers, you can't take that out and just say, I'm going to write about 
you know, the experience. You have to tell the whole experience. So then and you have to acknowledge you. it. You yeah. Have, so, and, so my question is, and this is what I was thinking about this year. I don't know why 2021 brought this up, but I was like, how long will we have Black History Month? And do we need to continue to have it? I asked my friend. I think we need to continue to have it. I think what? we do need to continue to have it. I think because one, everybody else has their own month too. So we need to keep ours. And but I also think every single month needs to we need to talk about it. Like I, I think, think we do need to continue. I think that we need to also strive and encourage to include black history in the curriculum outside of February. Do I think that we need to get rid of Black History Month? No. But do I think that, you know, Black History Month now all of a sudden all the elementary school kids dressing like black characters, they can do this in April too. You yeah. know, like it doesn't just have to be February. Uh, Cause I also think about um, so much other things that I don't learn about like Asian history, Hispanic history, and it's like past Cesar Chavez, what else do you learn? You know, and it's like there are other cultures who have contributed so much to the American experience. And on one end, we say we're a melting pot. However, what where is it? Where's the melting pot? Because we only 90% of the time learn about one side of who's contributing. Or, and we don't really talk about women's history. Oh, Besides, yeah, and it's uh, Women's History what? Month. Yeah, <laughs> I would say Women's History Month. And um, the lady who ran the su women's suffrage movement. After that, we don't have discussions about it. I mean, how many jokes were made about um, Justice Ruth? Like, I, I, and that's my issue. And it's always been my issue, um, is that we all, if you are not a white male, we are all underneath a white male's hands in the United States of America. And right. nobody wants to talk about that. They want to focus on minorities having issues and just not, you know, being okay with being okay and always right. want to drag in their issues. But if you're not a white male, you should have an issue with how our country's run. Right. But why? It's not they always have privilege though they're not going to have an issue because it's not affected it, they get upset when it starts affecting them and they start feeling inferior but they don't have an issue because it's always been about them they're not going to come in and be like oh i don't care they're not talking about anybody else because hey you're still talking about me it's like a well, selfish but thing. i'm saying like as, as people always want to say white people have no issue like you know it's always the minorities with the issues but if you're a white woman and trying to figure out how to say it, whatever. If you're a white woman and you're anyway working outside the home, even in the home, you should have an issue because the way our country is set up, it's not for any of us really to succeed as much as the white man, period. And if well, we really look at that, I mean, as a white woman, if I talk to white females who are lawyers, they will say time and time again, especially depending on what area of law that you sit in, you will be the only one or there might be one other woman and they're gonna make horrible jokes that are like, you, if, if reports were made, there'd be a lot of people sending me some jails, okay? And we just take it 
and the comments are made afterwards like it's not fair it shouldn't be this way i shouldn't be told what i have to wear to work i shouldn't be told how i should act i shouldn't be silenced and yet white men are the ones who still lead the pack and no one we don't we don't we don't push them. And if everybody got together and said, this is not okay, mm -hmm. then it could change. But, but hold on, because I think the difference in that, Saria, is that when we talk about the white woman, although she faces some of the same struggles, mm -hmm. Amer America is kind of society is taught to protect the white mm -hmm. woman. So even though her voice may be muffled, she she's still, still looked at as protect her. Um, that's why when we talk about, if you look at the women's suffrage movement, if you look at women voting rights, if you look at the Me Too movement, these were kind of white women and, and minority women got together. But when it became beneficial for white women to pull away and to se separate themselves, then that's what happened, right? So like, if you watch this movie on Hulu about, I think it's called like Miss America or something. With Shirley Chisholm, Shirley Chisholm. It wasn't with Shirley Chisholm. I think it was, I forgot who, but it was a woman who yeah. didn't want women like they she she believed women should stay in the home and shouldn't work and things like that but um if we look at like those type of movements african-american women played huge roles and mm -hmm. then somehow along the way get erased <laughs> you know like the me too movement was started by an african-american woman okay and somehow it ended up protecting nothing but non-African American women. Look at the people who went to jail. The people who went to jail were Bill Cosby. Most of his victims were white women. Harvey Weinstein, okay? R. Kelly, who raped mostly black women, he's in jail now, but he, but he didn't even went to trial. Right. <laughs> you know, right. like, it was like, ah! And, and they had to have a three-part series to even arrest him before people literally had to be rioting in the streets to even get him arrested. And he already walked on like four different other cases. But nobody cared because he wasn't really doing this to anyone but Black women. But the Me Too movement, it started out as african-american woman saying you know this happened to me too and then we all kind of came together and it was like me too me too and then somehow we got left behind we still getting right we still ain't found our girls <laughs> what happened to finding our girls in dc what happened <laughs> to them girls <laughs> i agree with you sam i definitely agree with you i i i wholeheartedly agree with you on somehow that she's about to bring you back on topic ships. I'm about to bring you back on topic. <laughs> you ain't on topic. Uh -uh, about to bring you back on another topic. episode about that because I am very passionate about how black women are not protected and you know how black men don't protect us either. So um, that yeah. be because we can keep going because you're right. And I personally, they ain't come for me. I don't care. I don't have sympathy for the white woman. I don't. I real talk. Y'all don't come for me and counsel me. That's fine. I need some, we need some more viewers. I don't have sympathy for the white woman. Because you've always been protected. 
Well, um, but I do not celebrate, you know, oh, national women rights or whatever, voting rights. I don't because when women had the right to vote, it was not black women. It was only white women. So pull up. I'm excited when the Civil Rights Act passed the right to vote for all black people because I think that's when when that's when black women had the right to vote, when black people had the right to vote. And then there was an issue in that, too, because we really still couldn't vote. So me personally. I don't have sympathy for the white woman. I, I do, but I just wish that we could, when we, I wish that we could stay on brand because I, I see so many times in history where we do come together and we're empowered and then we get left out of the narrative and it's like, hey, my white sister, <laughs> don't forget about me. <laughs> I was we, with you. And I was standing with you. So and I just we, think that we, we have to, to still unify, to stay unified. Because to, to say that women, whatever race you are, to say that you're treated equally, yes, you are, white women in America are treated um, differently than black women. That is true. However, they still face oppression. And, and I'm not naive to that, but I think that I would like for us to remain unified in that struggle. Don't, don't just, because no, you, know, you got what you wanted, you and you so about us. <laughs> and then I, I mean, I agree. We definitely need to stay unified, but that's the problem. We helped you to get your protection, so then come help us, or we shouldn't have to beg you to be like, "Oh, you remember me? You remember I helped you get your vote rights?" You know, we shouldn't have to. It should be like, "No, my sister over here helped me. We all helped right. each other. Ain't nobody helping us over here." We fighting each other and trying to fight for ourselves. But again, that's a whole nother topic for a whole nother day. But I did see, I do think this last year, I have seen more allies come together. So I don't want to, I don't want to that to be swept under the rug. That we have seen, I have seen, I know some of my white colleagues call out racism, call out um, you know, oppression, saying, yeah, it's me, but what about what about her? you know, bringing, bringing us back into the narrative. So I don't want that to be lost. Um, but I just want us to be remembered. Um, the, the black woman is the, is the most underpaid, right? So we make the least, uh, we work the hardest because if you look at statistics, we don't take vacations because we're so scared that we're going to lose our job. Mm -hmm. uh, if we take vacations and, and, you know, like if you look at our crimes, you know, um, less likely to be prosecuted on the same degree if you commit a crime for a black woman. Um, and, and criminals, you know, rapists and, and killers take that into account. That's why you see some who only kill black women or only rape black women because they're less likely to be prosecuted to the same level. Um, and domestic so violence and sexual assault is higher among black women in the black community among black women. Right. So. And we are because people don't want to acknowledge it. We are the most educated, hands down. Um, running, we've lacked everybody. True. We've lacked Including them. men. Mm -hmm. Including men, okay? Um, and people don't want to acknowledge that. People, our own people don't want to acknowledge it. Our own black men don't want to acknowledge that, okay? <laughs> um, I was well, with somebody recently, they are like, oh, you're just a lawyer? And I said, ooh. Right, that's, yeah, that's it. Mm -hmm. Well, it doesn't it doesn't matter to them, um, to, mm -hmm. to them, because one minute 
And yes, I'm calling out black men for a second. One minute y'all say, I want an educated sister. I want a, a, a somebody who could bring something to the table. And now I come to the table. I didn't brought the table, the seats, the chairs, the food, the plates. Uh, well, y'all act like y'all don't need nobody. Y'all act like y'all, y'all too independent. Just because you got a house, a car, you know, uh, you, so you, you, you want an independent person, but <laughs> you want to stay at home person. Um, <laughs> like, listen, we get that's a whole <laughs> like, like you just a lawyer, <laughs> but you a lawyer, like. <laughs> so let like, someone else say. But let someone else say, you just a lawyer. Be ready to fight. Right. Be ready <laughs> right. to fight. Okay. That's the lawyer. I don't work hard to get to where I am. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. So, I, and and you know what? I can keep it back on task. That's why we need Black History Month, so right. the Black men can understand that just like they suffered, we did too. But while we were suffering, we were quietly catching these degrees, okay, right. and making a difference. And that's why you have um, what was the movie? The movie that came out that everybody loved that talked about the the astronauts and the scientists that helped hidden figures. Um, yes, hidden, hidden figures. figures, right? Everybody loved the movie. They're like, oh my gosh, was that real? It was. Those four women are real things. We were still okay. struggling, but we were but, still getting our degrees and working. But can we can we talk about something now? Because do y'all notice in Black history that most of the Black females um, history is still attributed to a male? Because like, we don't talk about the black females in black history. We don't talk about Madam C.J. Walker. You don't talk about Harriet Tubman. You don't talk. I mean, we talk about Rosa Parks, but you don't. People don't know that Rosa Parks wasn't the first person, you know, not to give her a seat up on the bus. They, we don't know that. And that's why. So my thing about with that, too, is that's why we need to educate our youth. You know, history starts at home. We need to teach our history. We need to dig down deeper than outside of whatever is in the history books and teach our youth about our black history. Black history is also, I would encourage us to even like go look in your own ancestors. Like my aunt did a book for us that she, we found that our people from Georgia and they were sharecroppers. We can teach our own history to our children because you never know what, what's going to find out. So, And but, another reason why it's so important for us to teach history is because we were slaves. So mm -hmm. when you talk to other colleagues and they talk about my great great grandfather, he was an Irish uh, general for the army, and we don't have those records. So every history fact we attributed to uh, to us. Like mm -hmm. I don't know. I I think Frederick Douglass could be my great 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 grandfather because we don't know, and so we need to protect our culture because you could very well have been related to Harriet Tubman, especially you, Brandy, because you know, you be, <laughs> be passionate, chat. <laughs> be telling the people out. But yeah, so, so it's literally the only way that we, we have to look at our history as a collective and as it's ours, it's our family history because we don't have records. We didn't have birth certificates. We didn't have anything 
to tie us back. So yeah, even if you do the ancestry, you only go so far and then you can go back to Africa and see like mm-hmm. what tribe you were for, but there's still that gap. You there know, is there's a- still that gap from the time that your ancestors left um, Africa to America and then somehow you end up back, back in like ninth, early 1900s, like 1919, 1920, you know. Um, but I, I think and being okay with because I know I've grown I I grew up with with being the only one I've always been the token and right. I'd hear about oh my grandfather you know had all this land and oh this person had all this land and we have hundreds and hundreds and thousands of acres of land right and I'd be like man I don't have all that now on my father's side by my, my grandfather my great grandfather was. Um, yeah, my great grandfather was a sharecropper. Um, so in Ta- in Tyler, Texas, we have a ton of land, and so then we know that there was slavery mm-hmm. that came from slaves, right? Mm-hmm. But now as I'm older, I'm like, you know what? I wish as a child I would have said, my grandparents were survivors because we weren't supposed to make it out of slavery. Mm-hmm. Right. The whole the mm-hmm. whole reason was to kill us, right? Mm-hmm. Kill us, beat us, kill us, just get us out, and so. To me, when I think about Black history, I think about the sh- how strong we are. I'm still, you know, going through the Bible, reading my daily. I'm behind by three days. Let me go ahead and tell the people. I'm behind by three days, but I'm going to catch up today. But I'm around the time with the Israelites. And to see these people mm-hmm. come out of slavery and, you know, God helped them. And, you know, some of their issues were causing themselves because they just didn't want to listen. So they had to go to the wilderness about 40 years because they just wouldn't listen. They, they just wouldn't do right. But but they were strong. And I think if people and other races understood what we really, truly, and I'm talking about Black people, I'm not talking about people, no offense, I'm not talking about Nigerians, I'm not talking about, I'm talking about people who came here and were descendants of slaves. about to start something. You I am. I'm okay with that. But if you are descendants <laughs> of slavery, I know you're strong because you weren't supposed to make it. And so every time someone knocks us down and says that we can't do anything else, rise up from what's on the inside because someone dug deep in their heels through the beatings and the lashes and the rapings to continue on. And so that's why our history needs to be here. So anybody wants to come for me today that I said, because you're a descendant of slavery and you did not come over here to get an education and then come go back home, I'm okay. I'm okay. My ancestors, the ones that Paula White called up, they're gonna protect me. So I know I'm okay. Paula White called people, the angels from Africa, Chad. She could, and they, she, didn't, she didn't mean to call it. She, she called the wrong angels. She did, but <laughs> since we already went over time, but I really want to get to this survey, Sam. Let's talk about this survey. Oh, I can't end girl. the show without talking about the survey. <laughs> so, what I found interesting was we sent out a survey for Black History Month, and I just randomly asked people to send it to whoever you you could. I didn't take it because I made up the questions, but you guys took it right. Mm-hmm. And just to see if we really learn about Black history facts. So um, just to let y'all know, nobody scored 100. Okay. Um, 
Let's go through some of the questions first. Uh, who is Barbara Jordan? Diana? The first African-American woman from Texas elected to the House Rep, U.S. House Rep. That's right. Um, 20 people. We got 20 people who got this correct. The next one was, who is Shirley Chisholm? She was the first African-American woman to seek a nomination for the president of the United States. 22 people um, got this correct. Um, more, where did um, Martin Luther King Jr. attend college? Morehouse. So here's where it got a little dicey for people. What year did slavery end? It was 1865. I mean, some people say we're still sitting in slavery, but so right. technically... <laughs> You know, that's up for debate. <laughs> okay, so 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 can we say this though? People who be like, we're still enslaved, y'all. That is disrespectful to the ancestors. We yeah. we are not we we have we're still oppressed, but we are not in slavery. Okay. I know when I go to work, I, I come home, I get a check, I go back to my house. Okay. I'm not getting beat if I miss a day. A lot of people got this one incorrect. Only six people got this right. Who was the first Black woman to host a talk show? So many people thought it was Oprah Winfrey. I was the answer is Della Reese, you know, touched by an angel. Mm -hmm. She was the first African-American woman to host uh, a talk show. Now, Oprah was the first Black woman to get syndicated, to have a syndicated talk show. But Della Reese was the first a uh, person, black woman to host a talk show. Who was the first African-American woman to receive an Academy Award? The answer was Hattie McDaniels. Um, shout out to Miss Hattie McDaniels because fun fact, she was the first person to get the award, but she wasn't even allowed to sit in the award ceremony. She had to sit in the, I think, janitors, um, like with the cleaning crew, mm -hmm. would not allow for her to come and sit to accept her award. Uh, so and she got it with the win too. Huh? Did she get it for Gone with the Wind? Yes, she got it for Gone with the Wind. For right? portraying the slave, right? Yeah. Huh? Yeah, she was the nanny slave. Wasn't yeah. she like the slave or something? She was a mammy. Yeah, she was okay. a mammy for uh, Scarlet. I yeah. won't watch that movie, by the way. Um, you still, you've never seen Gone with the Wind? I won't. Um, I'm not going to watch that. No. To say it's the best movie of all time, it's for what? Why? Well, that go back to never mind. I'm not already said it really, but <laughs> African American women were considered. I mean, African Americans were considered what fraction of of each state's slave population toward the state's total population? The answer is three fifths. So when they were counting the the population in the states, we were only considered three fifths of a person when they were considering the population. We weren't even a whole person. I'm it's not okay. even sure. Our governor still feels that way about all of us. So. But I'm not even sure why that was, like, why? Who came up with the oh, idea? They don't come for me again? Hey, I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm okay. How? I, I, don't, I don't understand the rationale behind that. I would love for someone to explain to me why the three-fifths was even a thing. I'm going research that. Um, also, who is Frederick Douglass? The leader uh, of the civil rights movement. No. I don't understand why people put that. 
<laughs> he was not the leader why, of the civil rights movement. Why did four people think he was the leader of the civil rights movement? So why? why did one person think he was the creator of the Underground Railroad? True. He, I think he did assist Harriet Tubman in the Underground, but Harriet Tubman created it. Right. But I'm still mad at the four people who said he was a leader of the civil rights movement. He was the national leader of the abolitionist, okay? Um, he was an ex-slave and he um, he taught himself how to read and write. He mm -hmm. was very accomplished in uh, the abolitionist movement. Who is Colin Powell? Um, the first African-American U.S. Secretary of State, okay? Under the Bush administration. Under the Bush administration, you know, Colin, we we side-eyed Colin and Condoleezza Rice, but at least they didn't ride with the Trump boat. <laughs> so, oh. so they were named. Um, I think. Oh, I didn't side-eye Colin, and I love Uncle Colin and Condi. I think. Um, oh, I I definitely side-eyed uh, Condi, yeah, but um, mm. but she's all right. Um, going back to the abolitionist movement, I just want to point out that Frederick Douglass and a lot of white males worked together to help abolish slavery. Um, and so that's why it was so prominent because he brought in a lot of politicians and, and people to help in slavery. Um, okay, and so out of this, the average score was 67% and majority of African-American took these, uh, took this score, I mean, took this uh, quiz. And so we did not do well, guys. We still need to learn Black about history. <laughs> that just proved our point. Black history is 365 days. And let me say this, while while some people would throw shade about non-Black people, um, so there were, I think, four Asian people and six um, white people who identified themselves as white that took this, and they scored like 80, 80, 80, 89%. So if Black History Month is for us, we need to do a better job of paying attention, okay? <laughs> Well, on that note, thank you to everybody who took our survey. That was great. Let's move on to rest my case. What are we resting, Taria? I'm still deciding, so I'll 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 bring up the rear. Sam, because I don't know. Okay, so here's the deal, guys. Um, I was on Twitter and I saw this um, video clip about a girl saying that. African-American hair, you don't need any oils or any grease or anything for our hair. She's a natural hairstylist. And all you need to do is wash and condition your hair. And then you then you just put more water on it, more water on it, more water on it. Okay. And um, I was concerned by this. Okay. Um, and it made me think about a lot of the misinformation that people are putting out there uh, because I actually went online to see if this was true, like went to a black chemist, a beauty chemist, and she's like, this absolutely not, like 
I guess it's like a thing that's going around where you mm-hmm. know really into natural hair and some people like put oils on it put this on it and I understand everyone has a different method and there's this thing called a water method and all that stuff but I say this to say everyone with a blue check by their name everyone just because you have a bunch of likes and followers does not mean you're an expert in that field stop taking these people's advice anyone can buy a web camera and a ring light and post and and say a bunch of bull cone okay do not just take these influencers who may or may not spend time educating themselves on what they're putting out there. But I see so much misinformation and the lawyer in me is like, how is this not a liability? Because if somebody does this and they hair fall out, what happens? But please do your own research. And if you are an influencer, I use that loosely because I think everybody thinks they're influencer now. Um, if you're an influencer, and you have a blue check or you have 15,000, 20,000, 30,000 people following you, please do your research. Don't just don't just put misinformation out there. Please. That's what I want to Well, you know, anybody can get a blue check now. All you need is like over 3,000 followers and then apply to Instagram. So, because I've seen people who got a blue check and I'm like, how do you get a blue check? Nobody know you, but they got three, 4,000 followers. Well, I don't care about the blue check, but I'm just saying you have a blue check because people like your posts. You don't mm-hmm. have a blue check because you have been given the Nobel Peace Prize and you've actually become an expert in your field. A blue check is not a medal of honor. OK, <laughs> it just means a bunch of people like whatever you post. And that could be you doing the Tootsie Roll or the up challenge or the busted down challenge. Or that could be you just talking a bunch of bull coin. It doesn't mean that what you're saying is accurate. But I want people to black black women. You do need to wash your hair because after a while, I know you're. No, scalp. she was saying you wash your hair, but she was saying you wash your hair, you condition your hair, and then you just like wash and go, and you put like condition on it. You don't need nothing else. Everybody's hair texture is different it's too. Different work yes. for everybody. Like and the the secret thing is in her video, everybody hair look dry. Like, but I didn't want to tear her down because I have a problem with, um, with like tearing down, you know, like people, like if that's what she wants to do, if she's a hairstylist, I'm not going to rain on her parade. Uh, but I did, I did post on her post, the video of the beauty chemist so that she can take a look at that because the beauty chemist broke down the scientific facts. That's smart. Teachable moment. I have mine. I Go have ahead. Mine. I'll, okay. I'll end it out with mine. Go ahead. Can we stop giving opinions that no one asked for? That's going into mine. I think y'all know, again, everybody coming for me, so it's totally okay. Social media should go away. Okay, I've said Great. this. I'm going to continue to say it. When it goes away, I'm going to host a party. Okay. A social mark social media ending party because everybody wants to give their opinion and instead of taking care of your own household taking care of your own children your own man your own bills you worry about everybody else's and right. if just if we each 
stayed and take care of took care of our homes first. And then if you had extra time, went and took care of somebody else's home, I believe we'd be okay. But instead, we're too busy worrying about what everybody else is doing. And that leads me to my point. If you decide that you want to take the vaccine, take the vaccine. If you decide that you don't want the vaccine, okay, because you believe that this is a plight to wipe out the Black people, don't take the vaccine. However, do not put your opinions on whoever, whatever choice people make. Don't make them feel bad for the decisions that they're making for their household. So in 2021, let's take care of us and our households. And then if you have extra time, and actually that's you've prayed, you drank your water, you've exercised, and you have extra time left over, then go ahead to your neighbor's house and see what they're doing. But I believe that you won't have time because you should be asleep at that point. When they say sleep around your own front door? Before you sleep or sleep around mine. As my husband would say, mow your own grass. <laughs> well, my rest my case, because you know, usually I don't have one. So when I do, um, they already don't come for me because I talked about the white women. I'm okay with that. Now I'm going to talk about Texas, Texans, Texans. Y'all getting on my good last night. Y'all getting on my nerves. Stop acting surprised every time y'all governor get on TV and do some dumb ish. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. We're opening. Everybody know who in Texas. We're opening up. We're busted wide open come Wednesday. Just know that. We busting wide open come Wednesday. We may be shut down again come June or July. However, if you mad, angry, and upset, I'm tired of seeing it. Everybody got an opinion. Whatever. Don't be surprised. Y'all putting on social media, going out to my, I ain't doing this, this, whatever. Just remember all of these antics in 2022 when it's time to vote. Remember that. Remember that we were four minutes away from permanently losing power for however long. Remember that. Remember that the governor said we're going to be busted wide open 100%. So why y'all on social media getting mad talking about what you ain't going to do? Keep that same energy in 2022 and go vote. But y'all gonna forget. They gonna get these civvies and they gonna completely forget about it. Yeah, they gonna forget. So I'm tired. And and let me say this too. Some of the same people that's complaining about the mask mandate and all this stuff be the same people at the address. (laughs) When no no mask You've been doing your thing anyway. That's what so As for me and my house, we wearing a mask. Y'all wasn't wearing no mask. You wasn't wearing a mask today, yesterday, whatever. I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm tired. I agree with Toria. We need to get rid of social media because listen, y'all stressing me out. And you weren't wearing the mask correct anyway. Because well, you had it below your nose. Like it was here. It was here. That's why you so, had Corona. Trying to figure out why you got Corona. <laughs> I don't know how I got it. I wore a mask. No, you didn't. Your mask you was your whole mask time, under your yeah. chin. That's how <laughs> you, you got your it. Mask right here. You never I washed your cloth mask. I want to be here. Y'all be wearing your mask right here. You never washed a cloth mask. You only bought one medical mask, and you've been using it for a whole 12 months, and you've you confused that it. you got the corona. I can tell you how you got it, but I'm not a doctor. I'm just a lawyer, Mm-mm. so just I'm just like, I don't know it. how. Because I'm telling you, y'all, I'm, y'all working my nerves. So I'm, but I want everybody who's complaining, keep that same energy next year. 
keep that same energy. Because if Abbott is a uh, governor again, I blame those that was complaining that uh, he got rid of the mask. Because it was probably you that's going to vote for him next year. And it shouldn't matter. It shouldn't matter who comes against him. We need to do the same thing we did for y'all's former president. If it was Big Bird, Big Bird's new president. Mm -hmm. You're right. And on that note, this was fun. <laughs> I missed y'all. <laughs> this was fun. I missed y'all. We said we was going to do 30 minutes and <laughs> we did not. You However, know, it's kind of like church service. When the spirit <laughs> moves, you can't just cut the ancestors well, you was moving today, baby. You can't just cut off when the spirit is moving. Did you, did you just fall back? We gonna get I did. I caught the spirit. Tarina knows she from that Kojic church. Okay, right. you know when the spirit moves, you might be there till seven p.m. Child. Correct. <laughs> and my pastor in Houston, he'll dismiss because you know there's always some people who. The spirit yeah. didn't come to him to come right. to them because the spirit can't house in your 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 body. Right. So he'll just go ahead and dismiss for those people and say, "Hey, may the Lord watch between me and them, and the, the music kind of dying down just a little bit, so we can usher y'all out, and then we right. pick it back up because <laughs> we, we aren't finished. <laughs> <laughs> finished yet? Well, uh, <laughs> well, you can follow me as uh, I'm like, what's my Instagram? Uh, <laughs> it's been a minute. I was like, you can follow me at brand underscore Janae on Instagram and Facebook because they're the same name now. Sam, are they following you today? Or are they going to follow you to the yes, polls? You can follow, you gonna follow me today, okay? Fraz, <laughs> F-R-A-Z 22 on Instagram. T-Hutch. Oh, I'm sorry. No, that's it. Oh, T-Hutch. Simply being T. I need followers. I don't really have any followers on Instagram. It probably is because I don't really post anything on Instagram. My ding, life's kind of boring. Ding, ding, ding. So why do I follow you if you if you don't, don't post anything? But you know what? Tariya been giving me inspirational messages every day in her stories. I be like, oh, that's a good word. Amen. Amen. So, Tariya amen. told me to stop posting my stuff. She's like, stop, <laughs> stop telling these people. Stop giving this free advice before, before you get tomatoes thrown at you. Stop today. helping the I know when she ain't worth it. <laughs> but as always, you can follow No Further Questions at NFQ Pod on Twitter, at No Further Q on Instagram, and No Further Questions on Facebook. Keep liking, sharing, posting, tell your friends, tell a loved one, tell your enemies. We'll take them too. But tune in to the next episode. Happy March, springtime, and we're out.